All right, everybody, how are you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, episode number 441. Uh, let me just get right to it, okay? You can learn lessons, life lessons from everyday things if you sit back and look at it. And my theory here is that we all know more about being movie stars and stars than we actually think we do. You'll understand what I'm saying um, when I'm finished here. You can learn a life lesson from anything. Like say you're having a tough time in your life. Life is beating your behind, whooping you, smacking you around, pimp slapping you, drop kicking your punk ass down the steps. We've been there before, either for a short period of time or you may have a big chunk of your life where you know that life is smacking you around and drop kicking your punk ass down the stairs. You know what I'm talking about. And it happened to me a long time ago where the world seemingly was drop kicking my punk ass down the stairs. And I was like, oh, what was me? And I started watching a football game. And there was a team that was at the time dominant, crushing everybody, rolling them up, kicking their punk ass down the stairs. For some reason, I like to say kicking their punk ass down the stairs. <laughs> Don't judge me. Shut up. Back to the story. And this team was getting smoked, right? It's early in the game and the team with the lead was already celebrating, right? After every tiny little play, they were celebrating, taunting, laughing, pointing, waving towels, waving bye-bye to the other team. They were blowing that team off the field. But the other team, all of a sudden their body language started to change because they started to get annoyed at the taunting. They had already pretty much quit and given up. But the fact that this other team just wouldn't shut up, just wouldn't start trash talking, wouldn't stop celebrating and embarrassing them. They started to fight back. And at first, yeah, they scored a touchdown, but they're still getting blown up. And they caused a turnover. Whoa, well, you know, it's still a big lead. And you know, the, the lead is smaller. Oh, they're within three. And the next thing you know, with a couple seconds left in the game, touchdown. And the team that was getting blown out came back and won the football game. A football game they shouldn't have won in the first place. And they definitely shouldn't have won it with that much of a lead on them. It should not have happened, but it did. And when I sat there watching it, I realized here is the lesson. A lot of times when we think we've lost and we think it's over with and we think we can't do it and we think we can't make it. Oh, yes, we can. And I took that lesson to heart and, you know, used that to get out of some situations where I probably would have just acquiesced in the, oh, well, I can't get out of this. I can't win here. And just like that team, I scored a touchdown metaphorically speaking, in the last seconds, bam, and wound up winning the metaphorical game. You can learn lessons from just about anything. Now, I overheard a couple of people talking about a star, and at the time, the star was getting slammed in the press and slammed on online and slammed on the radio and slammed on the blogs and YouTube and slam, 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 slam. And they were going, well, that person can take it all the money they got. And they keep forgetting that even if you have a lot of money, you're still a human being. You still have feelings. 
And I started to think about it. When you think about social media, it is a microcosm of celebrity. It gives you a little taste of what it's like to be a celebrity. And if you've been online for any length of time on any one of these sites, you know what it's like when you post something that you really worked hard on and it does pretty good. Or you post something that you just kind of flipped out there and it does pretty good. Feels good, doesn't it? When you see a lot of people, more people than normally like something that you created. But if you're online long enough, you'll have a couple of things that go nuts. Normally you get, say we use Twitter, for example, you get you get 15 likes from your friends. But this time you come back and you think there's something wrong with your phone or there's something wrong with your laptop because it says 5000 likes, 85 retweets. You didn't even think that much of that tweet. You didn't think it was anything. You almost didn't even post it because you thought it was so nothing. And it just keeps going because now it's at 7000, 8000, 15000. What? Right? And for a while, those people are still paying attention. You put out another tweet. It doesn't do as good as that. But you put out another tweet similar to that in that kind of vein. And it gets 5,000. Well, I wasn't going to get 15,000 again. 5,000 is still great. And you do it again. And now it's 2,000. And the next one's 1,000. And the next one's 500. And the next one's 50. And the next one's three. And the next one, that tweet sits there and nobody, and I mean nobody, pays attention to that tweet. No freaking body. And that's just a tweet. And the majority of the people of the world don't even know that that tweet exists. The majority of the people of the world don't know that that tweet bombed. They don't know. You put out another tweet, still nobody. You put out another one, nobody. You put out another one, one person. And you go, well, at least one person liked it. And you go back and that that like is gone because they didn't mean to like that tweet. They were just scrolling by and their thumb hit. Oh, dag nabbits. Oh, I, oh, I lost the like and only had one. What the hell? And you feel like crap and you're trying to wonder, why did they like those other ones but not this one? And you try to do a tweet just like the one that got the 15,000 likes and still nothing, no one cares. Right? You try to do a tweet with the name of a celebrity who's hot right now and a topic that's hot right now. I know what I'll do. I'll put my wonderful humor and I'll add the name of a celebrity and I'll tag the celebrity and I'll put up a hashtag with the celebrity's name. That's going to get attention. That they get bigger. No. No one gives a crap. No one notices it. And you feel kind of bad and you don't know why. Why do I feel bad? I'm not getting paid to be on Twitter. I'm not making any money on Twitter. I'm just messing around on this micro blogging site. Why do I feel like crap? And all those were with tweets you put out when you were on the toilet or when there was a commercial during the football game or when you were sitting at home and you were waiting for your kids to come home. Why do you feel bad that nobody liked these tweets? And keep in mind, they're just tweets. Now, let's go back to the celebrity for a minute, right? Remember how bad you felt? But that was just a tweet that you thought of and immediately typed out. What about you sat in a studio for two years every day, 14 hours a day, writing music, you know, or or, or in my case, writing jokes and sketches and things of that nature, 
busting your behind and you're an actor. You went to this, you went to this martial arts class and you have to study a, a dialect and you have to lose 25 pounds and you got to do it all in six weeks and you got to do this, that, all that preparation and you give everything you have to this project. And in some cases, the project, if you're a producer on the project, it could take you a year, maybe even two years to get it done. It's a labor of love and you can't believe it. And you're looking at it and you think it's fantastic and you put out that album and it goes double newspaper platinum no quadruple water <laughs> right you put your movie out and you put it in the box office and they pay you money to take it back out yeah i said it you tell a joke and even your own girlfriend walks up on stage and says i would just like to let everybody know when you saw me sitting next to him smiling in the back that was back when he used to be funny he now sucks and i would like to announce to everyone in this building i am no longer this person's girlfriend and he'll have no more access to my delicious buttocks or my lap stuff thank you and she walks off stage that kind of rejection hurts man but you got hurt when somebody didn't like your tweet, but it didn't take you didn't take you two years to make that tweet, right? There weren't commercials on TV talking about you present that tweet. There weren't commercials on radio. There weren't ads on the TV and online with your face with the name of your name of the movie above your head. You didn't you didn't have to go on late night talk shows and radios and podcasts and newspaper interviews to talk about how great this tweet was. You can't wait to release that tweet, right? You busted your behind to create that content and all of a sudden the world says to you, I don't even know if it sucks because I care so little about what you're creating. I'm not even going to check it out. So the hell with you. Or they'll see it and go, I did check it out. And I would just like to say for the record, you stink. And that's just the people that actually gave it a shot and thought it stinks. What about the trolls, right? Making pictures and memes about your punk ass. Making pictures and memes and jokes and videos. Making YouTube videos roasting your punk ass. And because they got some views roasting your punk ass, all of a sudden they go, well, I'm getting some views roasting that punk ass. And all of a sudden they're making tons and tons of content called your punk ass. Imagine how that person feels. Wait. You don't have to imagine how that person feels. You know exactly how that person feels because you feel exactly the same way when your content freaking bombs. Blow, boom. You really thought that tweet was good. That Facebook post was good. That Instagram picture was good. You thought that blog post was good. You thought that video, that short, that TikTok, you thought that crap was good. And the world just told you, you stink. Doesn't feel good, does it? Right? Rejection sucks all the way around. You go to a job interview, you're sitting there, you know you're qualified to do the job. You did a similar job. So you literally sitting there thinking, I'm about to get this job. I'm about to get this job. You read the qualifications. You got the qualifications. You were literally on paper 
perfect for this job and you know it and you sit there in the interview with confidence as if to say, why are we even going through this process? Why don't you just not only give me the job, but give me the raise you're going to give me by the end of the year anyway, just to save us some trouble because I know that you're going to go in another direction. Damn. You've been there before. I've been there before. Rejection sucks. You ever try to buy a car or something at a person's house? You think you got a deal? You come back and even though you shook hands on the deal, shook hands, it's going to cost X number of dollars. I'm coming back with the money. And then all of a sudden, instead of taking the paper out the car window, they kept the paper in the car window when somebody came in. He or she told the person how much you were willing to pay. And that person goes, okay, whatever that is, plus $500. And I want to take the car right now. When you come back and you get into the front of the house, you got the money in your pocket. You got the paperwork for them to sign to say they got the money. You got the check or whatever the hell way you going to do it. And the car is not in front of the house. You're going, oh, he probably took it around the back to wash it up, to get it ready for me. I mean, that's, that's a very considerate thing. I mean, that's the kind of thing that I would do. You know, when I, you know, when I sold my car, I had a relative that I gave a car and a friend that I sold the car. And before I gave it to them, I made sure it was, I made sure it was mechanically sound. You know what I'm saying? I washed it out. I vacuumed it up. I quadruple vacuumed it up and double quadruple quadruple vacuumed it up and all of that crap, right? And when they came, that thing was looking good, right? That thing was looking good. That thing was looking double, double, quadruple, double good. It was looking good. Then I mentioned it was looking good. I did good because it was looking good. That's probably what he did. He's looking out the window at me. He abruptly slams the curtain, closed, and turned off his television and turned out the lights. Well, he's probably just turning all that off because he's going to run out the back to get the car because he's so excited to sell it to me. That's probably what it is. Is this? I hear the lock locking. I walk up to the door. He's out there. Look, maybe he'll go away if we just pretend like we're not home. And am I petty enough to sit on the porch for 15, 20 minutes, maybe a half an hour to make them stay laying on the floor with the guilt that they're trying to stay away from yes i am you pull out your phone and you start playing double solitaire right you make a phone call you know they can hear the phone call you call somebody hey man you're the guy that was going to sell me this car that we absolutely had a deal and we shook hands on it and there's no way in the world he should be enough of a piece of crap that once I say I'm going to get the bread his punk behind should definitely not have sold the car to someone else and if he did sell it to someone else he could have at least given me a phone call I would have been upset but at least I wouldn't have come all the way across town with the damn money but his punk but you know what he's probably not home right now he's probably cleaning the car because he's a good person I'm sure he's a good person not a backstabbing piece of human garbage not the kind of thing that falls from the buttocks of someone sitting on a toilet or a dog squatting above a plot of land you know shit i'm sure he's not that so you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna sit on this porch you know i'm gonna give him an hour or two to get here 
I got nothing but time because I had the day cleared out because I was going to drive my new car around and have a good time with the new car that I'm definitely going to be purchasing. And I'm going to just sit here. Yeah. And you say it nice and loud. Right. And the dumb bastard doesn't know you can hear him talking. Oh, man. He going to sit here for an hour or two. I can't lay on this floor for an hour. Man, I got to get out of here. What the hell's going on? You hear him saying it and you pick your phone back up. Hey, man. You know what? I just realized something. Hey, why don't you guys, with your anger management problems and baseball bats, why don't you guys come over here and sit on the porch with me? You know what I mean? That way, you know, because we, you know, we, we planned on viciously beating people up anyway, right? I mean, that's what we do is we whoop people's ass, right? Definitely the kind of, per- I mean, I remember that time a guy tried to, I tried to buy a car from a guy and I waited for him and he hid in his house and we just waited outside and beat his ass for an hour. Yeah, we. I, I mean, I'm sure we won't have to do that with this guy. I'm just saying. I'll call you back in 15 minutes and if I, if I don't hear from him in 15 minutes, I'm going to want you guys to come over here, Right? And you hear him crawling across the floor and he goes around the back of the house and he walks around. Hey, buddy. Yeah, what's up, man? Where's the car that we agreed I was going to be purchasing, bruh? Well, you know, uh, you know, I had second thoughts about selling the car because I feel really sentimental about it. I tried to call you, you know, your number is, and then he says your number, but he changes the last number to a different number so he can give have plausible deniability. Yeah, I tried to call you to let you know. I didn't want you to come all the way down here. I definitely didn't get an offer of $500 more and then say, literally say to the other guy, hey, that's $500 more. Fuck that guy. I definitely didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go home without the car. You basically got rejected and had a whole bunch of your time wasted. And it didn't feel good. It doesn't feel good because in your mind, you thought you had a car. It sucks. I remember one time, my uncle was one of those guys that he always liked to make a meal out of an old meal. He would take leftovers and then make something else out of it. And he was staying with some other relatives at the time. And they were not aware of his habit of doing that. I don't know why he was there. Um, I don't know. It was probably a holiday or something. I don't I mean, Whatever it was, he was staying in the relative's house. And he was going through his old habits. So we had some food in the refrigerator. And he took some leftovers and he made a pot of it. And he was going to turn it into some soup. Right? But they didn't know that. They just saw the pot. And they. And if I saw it, you know, I, I grew up around him. I would go, oh, you're making some soup again. They didn't know that because they weren't around him that much. They loved him. And he was obviously loved him. They let him stay at the house for a couple of days. I don't know why he was doing it. He was either in going someplace or coming from someplace. Whatever it was. I don't remember. This was years ago. So they didn't realize that that was going to be soup for him for later on. He was going to make some soup and eat it. To them, it looked like a pot full of garbage. So what did they do? They dumped it out. <laughs> What I understand, he came downstairs with a big smile on his face, couldn't wait to have some of that garbage soup that he loved. Nothing like garbage soup. My uncle loved his garbage soup. <laughs>
Okay, that's what I called. He was like, could you stop calling it garbage soup? And I would go, could you stop making soup out of garbage? <laughs> it was okay for me to do that because at that point I was an adult. <laughs> I would not have done that as a child because <laughs> it would have been him eating garbage soup as he drop kicked my ass down the steps. Yes, I brought that back. F y'all. <laughs> ass down the steps. F y'all. Back to the story. So he calls me up. Yes. Man, you ain't gonna believe this bullshit, Jack. What did your wife do now? And let's be honest, I just want to let you know right now from the beginning. I know you and I know her, and I'm already going to take her side. <laughs> uh, shut up. He used a lot of language. I have my mouth all ready for it. That was one of his sayings. He picked that up from my grandfather. My grandfather would always, whenever he would be anticipating a specific meal, he would say, yeah, boy, I'll tell you one thing. I can't wait for your grandma to finish making whatever he wanted at the time. Man, I mean, I can't come back from work. I had my mouth all set for that, Jack. My mouth was all set for that. And then she'd come out, here you go, Poppy. Oh, oh yeah, girl. Glad. Thanks for making it, baby. I'm going to have my mouth all set for it. Well, my uncle picked that up. Yes. You ain't going to believe this smooth stuff, Jack. What up? I have my mouth all set for it. And you give me a guess. I said, oh. I said, oh, you didn't even have to tell me. You made some garbage soup and they tossed it out because they thought it was garbage. Yeah. This is some bull. And he used the kind of profanity that longshoremen would go, bro, pipe it down a little bit. That's a little graphic. <laughs> right? Because disappointment is nothing but uh, rejection. Right? It's the same thing. You know what it's like when you have your mouth all set for some garbage soup? You know, you have your, you have your, your heart all set on a car. Your heart all set on the job. Because rejection sucks. So you do know what it's like when a rock star has a bomb album. You do know what it's like when a movie star has a bomb film. You do know like when, it, when an author has a bomb book. You understand what it's like. Sometimes from social media. And sometimes from, your, from other areas of your life, you bastards. So when you see somebody bomb their ass off. Have a little more compassion. Be a little nicer to the bastard, okay? Right? Be a little nicer, because it's happened to you, okay? Remember, on the other side of the tweets and the posts and the thoughts and the actions is another human being just like you. And that person may have missed out on a big bowl of garbage soup that they had their mouth all set for. Okay? So be nice to them. Or I'll drop kick your punk ass down the steps. I had to throw one more in there, F y'all. <laughs> okay. This has been episode number 441 of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. Much love to you. Do me a favor, my friends. If you like this podcast, and you do, uh, please recommend this podcast to somebody that you think would enjoy this. Recommend this podcast, my friends. Rate and review this podcast, my friends. Subscribe to this podcast, my friends. And I'm all over the web. I'm 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 everywhere. Okay, all you got to do is just Google my damn name, S. Anthony Thomas. You see all the crap that I'm doing, and if you see some crap that I'm doing that you like, you know, go start watching it and listening to it, whatever the hell. I'm gonna do a lot of crap. Okay. Much love to you all. Thank you for coming back, and I will see you next time.
Much love to you. Take care. Don't make me drop kick your punk ass down the steps. Yeah, I threw one last one in. Shut up. <laughs> Bye.